Welcome to Read Between the Lines, presented by Cambodge Tour. Have you ever heard the term Afro-optimism? It is defined as state of absolute conviction that a bright future lies ahead for the African continent and that we, the sons and daughters of the continent, will be crafters of such a future. Afro-optimism encourages us to dream big, not only for ourselves as individuals, but for the continent as a whole. In fact, we have many cases of African dreamers who've dared to do great things and achieved much success. Historically, Africa has had several great empires, not just Egypt either. Part of the problem is when people tell the African story starting from slavery or colonization, hiding the fact that Africa had successful empires like the Mali kingdom of Mensa Musa fame the Kushite kingdom of Queen Amerinas, and in the Swahili region, uh, flourishing international trade for generations, and so on. These stories of the past should inspire us to think that we can flourish again. Africa has been home to great kingdoms on the world stage, and Africa can achieve this again. Ugandan author Andrew Rugasira talked about the need for true life inspirational stories told by Africans about Africans. In his book, A Good African Story, he referred to a Forbes list of 16 African billionaires and stated that none of them had written memoirs about their incredible success. He went on to say, I quote, future generations of African entrepreneurs are denied the pride and inspiration that would come from these highly motivating stories we must change this end quote despite this critique rugasira is clearly an optimist because he believes that unleashing these inspiring accounts has the potential to spur african entrepreneurs to great success a south african author victor homeswana in his 2014 book entitled africa is open for business played a small part in filling this gap by sharing 50 stories of innovation and opportunity behind the business headlines of the last 10 years in his own words from these two authors we can begin to see that more and more africans share this optimistic vision the opposite to afro optimism is known as afro pessimism this is defined as the belief that the ongoing effects of racism, economic colonization, and divide and rule make it practically impossible for Africa to achieve her full potential. Afro-pessimists, it seems, don't see any solution to these problems. They don't see any overcoming, simply perpetual struggle and a need to accept this state of affairs. This is made worse by the internal failings, the cultural failings, such as the pull him down mentality, ranting replacing debate, and getting stuck in quote unquote the way we have always done things instead of embracing innovation. 
Afro-pessimism sees no way out of these external and internal traps. If you've never thought about these two views, I would encourage you to do so now. Your views on development, entrepreneurship and family life will be very different depending on which view you adopt. Are you an Afro-optimist or an Afro-pessimist? Let me try and sway you towards Afro-optimism. I believe that we have good reason to be optimists, good reason to acknowledge that we have the potential to reach great heights, and it's a matter of tapping into that potential. As I said earlier, there are many cases of African success, but these stories are not always highlighted. The news that spreads the fastest is bad news is complaints, is strife and struggle, and that is something which I believe needs to change. One example of African success has to do with the success of mobile uh, money on the continent. Mobile phones were once perceived as the privilege of a small elite group in society, but now over 75% of Zambians have mobile phones. Many who would never have dreamed of owning a landline phone or desktop computer. In some places, landlines are almost forgotten altogether. And for some communities, cell phones are the only type of phones they know. This has changed the social and financial dynamic drastically. Now, it's no secret that many parts of Zambia have a low population density. And so banks, insurers, and other service providers are reluctant to set up physical branches in communities with very small populations. It just doesn't make it worth the cost. This is where mobile phones came in as part of the solution. Today, many students and farmers will not even bother with formal banking services when there are mobile money booths dotted all over the place. This is a good example of African entrepreneurship, finding local solutions to local challenges. Mobile money has been recognized by bodies such as the International Labour Organization as a tool for financial empowerment at all levels of society. It's also included in official policies like the National Financial Inclusion Strategy. We trace the history of large-scale mobile money success to the M-Pesa story. M-Pesa was introduced by Safaricom in Kenya in 2007. And it's so successful that it has now spread throughout the East African region, servicing Tanzania, Ghana, Mozambique, and Egypt, among other countries. M-Pesa established itself as a platform for Africans abroad to send money back home as well. Currently, uh, one website reports that there are 37 million users of M-Pesa. Truly, M-Pesa has become the money service for the average person in the rural and urban area. 
But you, what you may not know is that in Zambia, we had a mobile money service five years before M-Pesa was set up. Selpay Zambia was established in 2002, but unfortunately it seems it was uh, quite exclusive and it never gained traction. But still, mobile money is back and it's a normal part of everyday life in Zambia today. In fact, the banks actually had to rush to catch up with the mobile money services in order to compete with them by providing their own money transaction services over the phone. It has grown in usage and it continues to grow by leaps and bounds. And for many people today, the only account they know is a mobile money account. Now, we cannot deny, of course, that sometimes technology is misused. We can think of uh, what are known as the famous 419 scams, named after the Nigerian criminal code that addresses such fraud. Now, this comes in many forms. One kind is the advanced fee fraud. Basically, you get a message about some money stuck in a foreign bank account, and if you send a small amount to facilitate the release of those funds, then you'll get a big cut once the money is released. The so-called advance fee that you pay will go into somebody's pocket and you'll never hear from them again. This fraud also happens when someone hacks into your email account, then sends messages to all your contacts saying something like, oh, I'm stranded in London. Send money by Western Union, I'll pay you when I get back. Unfortunately, many people have fallen for these messages. I once received such an email, then called my friend who happened to be in Kawata and had no idea what the message was about. Definitely that was a case of a hacked email. Now, um, sometimes there's more localized fraud when uh, people send a, a random SMS saying, oh, my phone is not working. Send money to this and this number. And sadly, I heard of someone who fell for this scam and sent school fees to a wrong number instead of sending uh, money to a child at a boarding school. And then there are those fake messages about selling gold and emerald cheaply, and the list goes on. So it's quite unfortunate that there are such abuses of this technology. And it's quite unfortunate that people choose to use their creativity and their intelligence in that way. But I think we shouldn't lose hope. Imagine if these people use their time and their energy and their imagination in a productive way. Uh, to be entrepreneurs in a way that would bring development to their communities. When we look at these scams, we should think about what would happen if all this skill, if all this intelligence was turned around in a way that would be helpful rather than harmful to other people in society. So even from this, we can learn some lessons which gives us good reason for optimism. There are people out there with great skill and um, great intelligence which they are misapplying. And if this was turned around, it would help push us forward in the optimist agenda. Thank you for listening. I hope to see your comments below and have a wonderful day.